is where business ideas and passions turn into profit. Napkin ideas are no longer tucked away in drawers, and women around the globe are turning their hobbies into million-dollar businesses. Welcome to Million Dollar Hobbies. Here's your host, world-renowned jewelry designer and Shop HQ celebrity, Victoria Wick. Welcome to the Million Dollars Hobbies show, where we turn your dreams into reality so that you can live the life you want to live. Today, I have an amazing, amazing guest, um, my friend, Victoria Vivis Kwan. And um, just want to tell you, Victoria is an international best-selling author of In a Matter of Seconds. Hmm, that's really interesting. And she's also the host of the Divine Sexuality podcast. Victoria has helped over 4,000 women around the world to access greater fulfillment in their lives and help others do the same through energy, healing, and spirituality. Victoria emphasizes divine sexuality as the most powerful philosophy she teaches because it is at the foundation of femininity and womanhood. Divine sexuality facilitates women's ability to positively relate to their bodies, to their partners, and to their sexuality. Wow, Victoria, um, welcome. And I'm so excited to speak with you. And um, how are you? How are you? How have you been doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Victoria, for having me. I'm super excited that we are both here together. Exactly. The two Victorias. Exactly. Here. It is. We're, we're the power woman. That exactly. So um, I want to, um, you know, yours just for my audience, let's just go over your background a little bit and what you do. Uh, because I find, you know, what you do absolutely fascinating. In fact, I mean, we could do a whole series of interviews with you because this is the topic, you know, this, what you're teaching is what all women want, right? Mm. So uh, give us a little background. Yes, absolutely. So, well, as every woman, <laughs> me too, I also mm -hmm. wanted that. I grew up in Spain. It was an ultra conservative regime. So there was a deep dictatorship. And because of that, we were really, really repressed, especially women. Mm -hmm. So that meant that for us women, it was almost like second class. We were like, how can I be a good wife? And sex was only for procreation. So in those conditions, in that environment, I had a strong desire for more freedom, more liberty. And what happened is that once the dictator died, things changed very much almost like went in the opposite direction, but still there was this stigma that still was underlying everything else. Mm -hmm. So because of that, that really, really changed my, my perspective about things, especially because I was growing up with three mothers. So there was no men in my house. <laughs> three mothers? So what back up, back up. How did you end up with three mothers? Yes. Yeah, so it was my mom and she mm -hmm. has a twin. So oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then my grandmother. So my okay. mom was very young. So they were the three, like my three mothers. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to an only girl school. Right. So <laughs> it was like, there were no men and the men I knew it was like this image of, you know, the priest or the dictator or just very strong male figures. So mm -hmm. of course I didn't want to be a woman because it was like being a loser. I want to be like a man. <laughs> It's right. like, you yeah. know, I want mm -hmm. to have the, the possibility to succeed. I don't want mm -hmm. to stay yeah. in this ghetto-like neighborhood where I was born. I want to go out in the world and do things. Yeah. So I yeah. thought I had to let go of my femininity. 
and that's when everything started. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I don't, I, I, first of all, I completely can relate to what you were saying because uh, my family came from Korea to uh, America. My father, poor dad had four, four girls. And uh, it was at the time when, you know, girls were literally being aborted just the minute that they think it, you know, wow. and they were the first to be given up for adoption. And, um, you know, the, the idea for a woman, uh, she, she was really born to, to be procreating, procreating mostly sons. And you, your whole aim in life is to be a good wife, a good uh, house cleaner mm -hmm. for your home, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, my parents, um, that's how I immigrated here. So I think we have that in common for sure. Um, so wow. yeah, so listen, what about, um, so you are now teaching, you know, you help women, what, heal, get, get um, more acquainted with their feelings or what is it that you specifically help with? Yes. Yeah, so um, for years in my own, <clears throat> sorry, in my own path and journey, I had to heal myself. Mm -hmm. I grew up as the only black person I met until I was 13, 14. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of trauma, a lot of um, things that I had to move through besides this aspect of being a woman that I mm -hmm. didn't make peace yeah. with. So because of that, I delved into healing for mm -hmm. years and years and years. And especially after a near-death experience I had, it's almost like a second chance to live. So after that, I started exploring healing. And finally, I, I felt I healed myself. I got married. Everything was beautiful. However, there were still things that I had not addressed. And this was about sexuality. So yes, everything was healed. But there is a big stigma around sexuality when it comes to spirituality, and, and it was almost like there was a gap there that I was unable to, to resolve. And that's when I started exploring divine Okay, sexuality. so we're gonna get back to, to that in a little bit, but you know, what I heard you say um, when I first asked the question is how you grew up in the ghetto, you know, in this environment where women were, um, you know, less valued and all that, and being the, only black person in that neighborhood and all this. So how did you um, get yourself emotionally? I mean, I, for me, like a lot of women I meet who are in that, you know, in the same situation, cause I do a lot of volunteer work, they get in a rabbit hole and the easiest thing to do is keep on digging the, the rabbit hole deeper. But you somehow climbed out of that emotionally. So what, you know, what was your point that you were able to cling on to or how did you like find the the courage to say you know what like i deserve better or i can't take it anymore you know what was it what was the process you, and then we'll get back to the issues you, you worked on later yeah so i feel that we all carry um uh, our lineage with mm -hmm. us so it's almost like we are going on the shoulders of those that came before us Right. So my mom already was a little bit more rebellious. And then I came saying, no, I'm not going to be the next woman yeah. in this lineage that is going to put up with all these limitations. Right. So I decided to start learning from men and be mas masculine and be in that energy of more power, 
Mm-hmm. So I became one of the first um, black faces in Spanish television. Mm. So I started succeeding from being in the ghetto like neighborhood. I was now in television, uh, touring internationally. So I was really on, on the other side mm-hmm. of that success. And what I feel is that this was a step in strength. Right, for sure. And yeah. yet it didn't resolve the trauma. So it's almost like, yes, now I had the strength, but it was almost like the wound was becoming even deeper. Right. So I was in healing because now I was tapping into this masculine and pushing down, squishing down the feminine in me. So it didn't heal yet. It was only in my merits when I realized if I really want to connect with this man at a meaningful level, having intimacy, having the ability to really soul to soul be with this man, I'm going to have to recover my femininity. Mm-hmm. I yeah, need it yeah. because he's a man, I'm a woman in order to have, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it can be female with female and men with men. What I mean is that there is a, a yin and yang feminine masculine balance that has to be achieved in general to create that connection. And that's when I realize there is something missing. And through the framework of divine sexuality is when I was able to go out of that. Yeah, you know, I I really love um, that you are, you know, you have all these wonderful programs and we're going to get back, we're going to talk about the sisterhood, which, you know, I love. Um, But I, you know, what I love about what you do is um, I actually am a witness to a lot of the things that you're saying, because, you know, um, when I first entered uh, the professional working world here, even in America, you know, women really... Uh, I, w- I think I was like the first generation of women that worked in a professional environment uh, where we were supposed to be equal to men, but we weren't mm. really because a lot of the positions, you know, the, the real senior management positions went to men and, you know, we usually worked under them. Uh, but, you know, the people that are, re- a lot of women who are super, super successful today, you know, they feel the same way. They almost had to be one of the men or they had to be stronger than men or they had to be, you know, they had to beat them at their game. So, I mean, we don't talk about it, but I mean, super driven women who are that successful have that kind of mentality. I don't care what it takes, you know, I'm just as good. I, you know, I can show the world and I can, I can, especially, you know, I, I can attest to the fact that, you know, women actually do better multitasking. Uh, there's, I'm not going to be super general that way, but you know, naturally we're DNA coded to do more multitasking and so forth, right? So these are very successful women. And so women here, we are supposed to go out in the world, cut these huge deals. We're supposed to go out and, you know, be tough as nails. Then when we come home, we're supposed to be this cuddly little mom (laughs) picking up the baby, you know, these feminine uh, women that our, our partners want from us, right? So we have to like switch up, become different people. And a lot of women actually don't know how to do it and they don't want to do it or they even forget, right? So I think that this is kind of uh, an uncomfortable subject, but it's something that really needs to be discussed because at this point, as a successful businesswoman myself, I don't really feel like we have to give up anything. We, do, we shouldn't have to give up our femininity. We shouldn't have to give up our, uh, you know, our sexuality. We shouldn't have to give up who we are to be successful. You know, we should be Absolutely. good enough. So I love that, that you are kind of at, at least bringing this awareness 
out because a lot of us were in the workplace. But the other thing too, is like, we are so busy working all the time that, you know, like we literally go from, you know, getting to work just in time because we're multitasking before we even get to work. And then our Mm -hmm. days are packed. Then when we come home, it's usually women who end up doing all of the, you know, things that need to be done. And so, you know, you, you just go from one exhausting day after another. So I think that helping women live a more fulfilling life through this whole process, I think it's amazing. And that you having this journey, having lived the journey and having sort of experienced how difficult it is, you know, for you to kind of recognize it and, you know, figuring out your own thing. So now I know that you have different programs for different people, but I just want to go to the three things. I'm going to at least get to the three things for our audience here. So the problems you solve, you know, you help with, you help women who are overwhelmed, burnt out, depleted, you know, like all the things we talked about going to work, um, you know, doing everything for everybody (laughs) except for Uh herself. So, um, and you have, how do you help those women? Um, you know, what, what's your advice for somebody who is going through that, especially during COVID right now? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So one of the important things to keep in mind is that when we went through the feminist movement mm-hmm. and when wanted to be like men, we kind of um, inherited the system that was there that was masculine. So we lost our femininity in, instead to create a new Uh, framework as to how we women could work. So what I mean with this is that we kind of converted ourselves into that masculine energy instead to say, okay, so how as a woman, can I still do business? Meaning what are the qualities for me as a woman that I can bring into um, the, the, the workplace? that are still going to be very effective and very needed instead to have to modify who I am and how I behave. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it, realizing that there are other ways to do business. So feminine characteristics can be so important when we do business, especially team building. If we want to build a team, yes, we have to be organized and and bring our um, structure and intellect and all of this, but also being able to connect with our group, being able to be also magnetic to our clients. There are many feminine characteristics that we are sometimes pushing away, whereas they could be a different paradigm as to how we do business. So starting embracing that, starting embracing also how we work every day, instead to be there always focusing, focusing, wanting to achieve more every day, how we can start bringing pieces of what I call the ecstatic experience, even while we are working. So start changing all of that. It's almost like patterns that we are holding because that's what there was, but we are now reinventing this through this framework of divine sexuality. You know, actually, I think that's really interesting too. Um, I didn't think about this until you just said it, (laughs) but I do think that, um, you know, women that are extremely effective leaders now, um, you know, the idea of being able to multitask idea of women are naturally nurturing and they're naturally uh, peacemakers. We don't like fighting. We don't like winner takes all, you know, we, we're naturally kind of coded to have this tribe of people, like our family, our community, 
uh, we want them, all of them to be happy. So I think when you go yeah. to workplace and you embrace who you are, and I, you know, I, I do this a lot. I look for the win-win situation. So I'll say, you know what, I really don't want this. And I know you don't want this either. Um, and I know we are this far apart. Can we meet halfway? You know, what are the pieces I can give mm. you? And I think that that has, you know, that's contributed to a lot of my success in that, like, I try not to really, I try to make the other person, you know, see things from the other person's point of view. And I think that is part of uh, embracing that femininity because we're not, we're, we're more of a softer, like a velvet hammer. Because I, I, that doesn't mean you, you don't, you know, you have, you, you, you walk, you're a pushover but it really means that you get what you want in a different way, I think. So, you know, I think that's really good. Um, yes, thinking of the bigger picture, right? And, right. and making oh, sure, sure that we, sure. we see the whole in a different way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we also want everybody to be happy. We want the whole tribe to be happy. So, you know, some people you can't ever completely please, but I think that if you, if you approach the problem in that way, you usually end up better than, you know, nobody walks, a lot of times I give up more than I wanted to, but they also ended up, you know, giving me more than they wanted to. So it works out fine. Mm. Um, now your second uh, point here, which I love women, a lot of women suffer from body shame, uh, insecurity mm. issues. And um, I, I personally, I think there's, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of um, social media associated with this. A lot of, you know, mm -hmm. when you turn the TV, you know, everybody's like size zero. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very mm -hmm. subtle, but, um, you know, the idea of um, making sure that your own perceptions are not distorted because of this or influenced in such a way that that actually negatively impacts your everyday thinking. Um, this is, is this something you um, discuss in your um, programs? Absolutely. This okay. is essential because as women, we have all these stereotypes that mm -hmm. we believe that we have to feed because mm -hmm. they have been fed to us in the media, right. uh, in, in movies, in magazines. You know, everybody's pointing to, oh, this is the beauty. And I mean, I can be a testament of of this because I worked in television and entertainment for years yeah, and in TV it's for sure. <laughs> it was such a pressure yeah. to have to fit certain um, standards, especially at that time in Spain, like they wanted me to be white mostly. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, so no curly hair, it was a straight and all these things that created all these um, limiting beliefs. And that's what happened to women. We start comparing ourselves to others when in reality, each of us have a unique beauty. Right. And men, yeah, yeah. men don't necessarily like always the same. They like <laughs> specifically, you know, yeah, different sure, types yeah. of women. Mm -hmm. And it might not only be the physical, it might be, oh, this woman has a beautiful voice or moves gracefully mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or is good hearted. So there are so right. many things. And the stereotypes change over the years, as we all know. So yeah, I always put sure. the example of the three graces. Like if we go and see the painting of the three graces, these are three women that are beautiful, but they, are, they have cellulite, they have their belly, it's, it's mm -hmm. a different yeah. stereotype, and they're beautiful. Because right. at that time, that was beauty. Right. So we, right. we need to understand that this is just a, a programming that we have. 
And unless we feel comfortable in our bodies and understand our beauty, we're not going to be able to do anything. Because I mean, a woman in business that feels bad in her body ent enters a, a meeting and already feels insecure because her body already is not in alignment with what she believes is beauty. So all yeah, of these- yeah. Unfortunately, that is so true. You know, women will walk in uh, already looking like she's defeated or insecure because, you know, she might have put on 20 pounds after she's got four kids or whatever. And, and you know, you're so right about the our perception of beauty because mm. um, for me, I mean, some of the women I've been so blessed to work with, I mean, they had some of the most magnetic personalities. Just, you know, they always like turned the basically they just are the sunshine in somebody else's day all the time. And mm. I'm more attracted to people who have that kind of, you know, magnetism about just bringing out the best in you. And, um, and I think that, you know, we just need to all embrace um, the different gifts and natural beauty that we were all born with. And, um, you know, it's really a shame. And that's something, unfortunately, that is going to go on. And I think that um, teachers like you who try to heal and bring awareness that you know really all of us have our unique beauty that you know i i do uh gemstones mm. and one of my favorite gemstones is jade because jade mm, if you look at jade it's uh, it's a natural gemstone it's not the most expensive thing in the world it's a natural gemstone and it gets its beauty from the imperfections so you know it has these little grains and I think those imperfections really gives us our uniqueness, our personality, our character, because otherwise every, every gemstone would look exactly the same, right? And it would just Absolutely. be a boring world, <laughs> you know, can I say? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, so um, I know that you have this program called Sisterhood, and I know it's like a live stream a uh, couple of times a month, and um, it's, it's really inexpensive. I think it's like it's like a hundred dollars or something. And what I was going to say is that, um, especially in this time where we are, mm -hmm. most of us women, um, you know, we've gone through really tough year. 2020 has been a very difficult year for, for the whole world. You know, it's yeah. not just us, but especially, I think it's been hard hit on women because we're the one that's, you know, sort of like the, matriarch of the family. And, you know, I, I know in my family, I'm the one that's, you know, keeping track of my mom, my mother-in-law, you know, my kids, my husband, you know, um, I, I was never a big cook, you know, I, I didn't really love cooking before. And I still don't, but I, I've been doing a lot of cooking lately, because that's the thing that I can trust, you know, that that I can feed my family. So in this time, when we are all worried and fearful about what's coming next or fearful about if we're going to get COVID or not. Um, all of this time, I think it's it's very easy for us to forget our femininity. It's, it's easy for us to forget about us as women. You know, it's, it's, we spend all that time. So I think a program like Sisterhood is very appropriate now for all women. You know, it's the time we can bond with other women because you just don't know how many other women are out there that are going through the same thing and it just makes you feel so great. So can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do in that live stream? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So this is completely life changing. I have been offering it from uh, different formats, but now we have found out that 
meeting twice, twice a month is one of the best ways because it allows us to start transforming those habits that we have and keep that companionship of the group while at the same time, it doesn't take too much time in our schedules. <laughs> so being able to meet, um, yeah, did you have a, a question? No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I'm just looking at you going, you know what, you are so beautiful. Um, I mean, you're strikingly beautiful. And to think that someone would, you know, you know, that's a great example. When I look at you, I'm like, oh my God, that woman is really stunning. I've, you know, she must be like on TV or something. And yet like, you know, this whole idea that, um, you know, you were kind of told how to look and, you know, you, they want you to be white and all that. That's just like, it just um, kind of shocks me a little bit. So anyway, tell us about the sisterhood. Yeah, so there, there's a community where Thank you can you. bond yes. with other women. And, yes, so uh, a yeah. place a place where we can really nurture our femininity. These this, uh, gatherings, what we find out is that we come with all the stress and the masculine mm, yeah. side, and then we slow down. We are able to have <laughs> a safe space where we all can relate to each other. We can even talk about the things that sometimes we cannot talk with anybody else, right. not even with our psychologists, not even with our boyfriends, because there are these things that we feel sometimes concerned about mm -hmm. sharing, but in this safe group, we are able to release them, understand them, feel heard. And then we go through processes to really embrace the feminine mm -hmm. and also heal yeah. any feminine wound, which right. is essential because sometimes in, in things like sexuality, we want to learn techniques to have mm -hmm. better orgasms or things like that. But unless we heal how we feel in our bodies and how we feel with the other gender, the same gender with our bodies, all of that needs to be healed. So we do all those processes so that month after month after month, you start seeing the transformation. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love that, you know, um, the programs you have, um, from what I know of you personally, I mean, it's just not just a business for you, but you genuinely want to help people first heal. And I love that because without healing, you don't get to the next destination, right? You know, it, it is a journey. It is not a, a destination. You, you know, pay the money and you get the destination. It, it is a process you go through. And I think that journey is beautiful. I, when you look at, when you look back at what you've been through, don't you think that journey was beautiful, even though it was probably hell at the time? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I would think that because you went through that, um, your life is probably so much more enriching now. You have an understanding of how blessed you are today. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that all of us women, we have something to heal. Like none of us were perfect. Stuff happens. Life happens to us. And um, I, I, I'm going to be the first one to admit that I'm very good at burying my problems because, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in South Korea where women were supposed to be kind of quiet. They were only, you know, answering questions when they were asked, right? So, you know, we're very, we're just culturally ingrained um, to bury your problems, don't complain, get things done. So, so much of it, I still do it, in, in, especially in business now. I'm like, if, you know, there's a problem here, there's a problem there, you know what, that'll be taken care of tomorrow or I get this done. I don't think about the root of the problem half the time because it's easier to kind of move on to the next thing. And I think sometimes you do need to hit the pause button and say, you know what, 
these problems that are happening today happened last month, the month before in a different form. And maybe it's time for us to kind of fix it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for all. So I love, um, you know, everything that you do. And um, so I have a question for you. So what, what is the next step for you? And also um, what's, what are you working on now for 2021? Yes, so I'm building this community of the sisterhood uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that as women, we have something that we can rely upon. I feel that we, we thought that COVID would be over already, yeah, right? But sure. <laughs> it's not like that. So some women and some people start feeling a little bit desperate. So my desire is to provide this mm -hmm. container for us to be able to recharge. Mm -hmm. Self-care is essential. So this is something that I, I, I'm embracing for myself this year and also offering to other women that want to really tap into that and understand that unless we put things into ourselves to nurture yeah. ourselves, we cannot give to anything else. Right. Not to our families, not to our business, not to anything. So it all starts with us replenishing right. and then being able to, to, to be recharged. Yeah, so how can... Um people get a hold of you? How can they reach out to you? Look, you know, more about the sisterhood and um, can you give us like, you, you have a social media handle, you got yes. your website. Yes. So what I recommend the easiest way and the most uh, productive is going to be to download my ebook. You can download it for free at victoriavides.com slash divine. And that is spelled V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A vives.com slash divine. So that ebook will have already things that you can apply. And then from there, you can even reply. Like I'm, I'm very friendly. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah. reply if you want to one of those emails and we can chat. You know what, ladies, if you're listening, Victoria is a ton of fun and she's an <laughs> amazing, amazing businesswoman. And one of the most kind hearted person I've ever met. So reach out to her and her contacts will be in my show notes as well. Uh, thank you for listening. And until next time, uh, stay healthy and safe. And thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Million Dollar Hobbies, where we turn dreams into reality and passion into profit. According to ancient Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Congratulations on taking that first step today. For more information on how Victoria can help you turn your hobby into a million dollars and to download Victoria's free ebook on passion-based business ideas, visit milliondollarhobbies.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player.